morning, everyone, and welcome back. I have to say, this is so exciting. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a really long time, and I'm finally doing it. So let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about a topic that's really important to a lot of people, mental health. You know, as a society, we have made such great strides in self-care and showing more compassion and understanding, but there's still a really long way for us to go. One topic that I've been really interested in lately, um, being a millennial, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it, I have noticed that as grateful as I am to be in a generation that is so woke, as the kids say, are we as a people losing sight of compassion for others as we're finally learning to take care of ourselves. This being said, I want to talk about how we as young people can still stand up for ourselves, our needs, our wants, our desires, while also still playing our part to better society. Professor Jean M. Twenge, a American psychologist and professor of psychology at San Diego State University talks about Generation Me. She describes this generation as those born after 1986. In it, in her book, she discusses generational differences, including work values, life goals, and speed of development. Now, the reason I find this topic so interesting is that I myself am a part of this Generation Me. And I found the information to be really interesting. So what makes this generation so different than the ones that came before it? Well, think about it like this. Our parents and grandparents marched for civil rights. They challenged the patriarchy. They had to fight a society that had been silencing them since birth. Whereas us, the children and grandchildren of these activists, were born knowing that we were special. Our parents never wanted us to feel like we didn't have a voice, that our thoughts weren't important. And so, the most entitled generation yet is born. Now, our generation is not inherently selfish. We have a sense of self-awareness that can at times cause us to think of our happiness first and that of others second. In a more recent writing, Professor Twangy highlights the atmosphere of the current work environment. Now, being a millennial, I can see both sides of this argument. The job market is so competitive right now. You know, we're taught to shoot for the stars, that we can do anything. Then we go to school, we spend all this time getting a degree, and then we can't find a job in that degree. Or... We are not making enough to fully support ourselves. And this can be really difficult. I mean, why should we settle for less when our whole lives we've been told that we can fight for more? On the other hand, you know, that's kind of part of growing up. We have to go into the workforce. We have to toil away and, you know, get our own piece of paradise. This is where the conflict kind of starts. You have, 
you know, Generation Me, Millennials and Gen Z, thinking, I need the best right now, today, and I won't settle for any less. And then you have, you know, Generation Y, uh, Boomers, saying, you know, kids today don't want to work. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to do their job. And that's not entirely the case. Now, as I mentioned, our generation is not selfish, exactly. You know, I'm actually honored to be able to grow up in a time where we're learning to stand up for ourselves and set boundaries and speak out against unfair treatment. You know, before our parents and grandparents, like, their voices were silenced. Depression was being viewed as down in the dumps. Anxiety was just something you grow out of. And mental illness made you crazy, and then you just use drugs to fix crazy, right? Wrong. So we have made some really great strides in mental health awareness and self-care. Now, the challenge is finding balance. Professor Twangy mentioned earlier, um, talks about the narcissistic tendencies of this generation. Um, you know, we seek that instant gratification from our work. Um, we, as a generation, don't really want to work towards our reward. We kind of want to do everything we're supposed to. You know, you go to school, you get the degree, you get the job, boom, end of story, happy ending. Um, but we have to be realistic. I mean, that's not going to be the case for everyone. You know, maturity is something that's expected of all humans. It's not a case of putting ourselves down or settling for less. It's just an expectation that comes from growing up. Um, you know, the problem with this society is that we're all really afraid of being offended. Um, you know, and it's so funny because cancel culture is alive and well and running rampant, but yet we ourselves don't want to be criticized. You know, um, we as a people are so obsessed with speaking our truth. You know, if a woman is rude to a barista, we have no problem calling her a Karen. We record all interactions with the police and are quick to post it, showing that the police are not our allies, but rather our enemies. We put Christians on blast for their beliefs, while ignoring the fact that by expressing our beliefs, we are silencing that of another human being. So, on one hand, real societal change is happening for the better, but on the other hand, cancel culture is a direct threat to the freedom of speech. Comedians have to censor their jokes for fear of losing their livelihood, and other celebrities receive hateful comments for posting their opinion, and even for remaining silent on an important issue. You know, some may argue that I'm a traitor to my generation or that I'm a bigot, but in reality, I'm in the field of information. You know, as a library professional, my main goal is to make sure that my patrons, no matter who they are, have access to all the information that's out there. We, as uh, library professionals, we don't get to pick and choose 
what books or movies we carry because we can't decide anything for our patrons. We just provide the information. At the very core, all the asides of arguments are just information. It exists whether we like it or not, which is why we form opinions. I mean, opinions are just that. They're opinions. They're not fact. It's a feeling. You know, and you all are probably sitting here listening to me by now thinking, what does this have to do with the mental health crisis? More than you'd think. Now, as I kind of touched on earlier, our generation has become so extremely sensitive. And this isn't a bad thing. I mean, sensitive people tend to think things through. They're more intuitive to the world around them. Sensitivity can really be a strength. I mean, with the awareness being shed on mental health and social justice, we are all quick to be allies and to escape oppression ourselves. And what happens then is that no one can tell us what to do. I mean, if we don't feel 100% happy, we decide to take a personal day from work. Or we're constantly fighting with our friends. You know, how dare you buy that makeup palette? You can't support them. Like, do you even know what they're doing? They're a monster. You know, it's actually counterproductive. Um, in the op-ed, we need to talk more about mental health at work by... Mora Aaron's melee. We actually see an example of an employee who suffers from mental illness. You know, this person is no stranger to stress and anxiety. I mean, as White House Deputy Chief of Staff for Operations, you know, an executive executive at Vice and AE, and a senior advisor and spokesperson. You know, it's a very stressful job. So when she was starting to experience anxiety and changing her medication. She felt comfortable talking with her boss about it. Um, and the thing is, mental illness is a challenge, but it's not a weakness. Understanding your psyche can actually be the key to unleashing your strengths. When we acknowledge our mental health, we get to know ourselves better and are more authentic people, employees, and leaders. I mean, think about that. You could go in, you know, decide you're having a really bad day, that your anxiety is acting up or whatever, and you could just leave. You could decide, okay, you know what? I'm having a really tough time. I want to go home. And you could do that. That would be fine. But are you helping raise awareness for mental health by just letting the system be what it is? I mean, every employer is different, but for me, I work with a lot of people who, when they're not feeling it, they just don't show up, and for a long time, because of COVID, we've been such a skeleton staff, and there's not always people to fill in, and so some of us end up getting overworked because we're taking, you know, twice the weight of what we normally would do. Now, this isn't really fair. I mean, you're expecting your coworkers to pick up your slack. What about what your coworkers are going through? What if your coworkers are feeling sad, like they can't get out of bed, but they know that they have to because there won't be anyone to cover for them? Now, imagine conversely, if you were to sit down, have an honest conversation with your employer and say, you know what, hey... I suffer from severe anxiety. Um, 
you know, I've experienced some triggers today. Would it be okay if I work more in the office than, you know, out with the public? You might be surprised at the accommodations that people are willing to give when you show that you want what's good for everybody. So in conclusion, I just want to say that I'm so proud of where society is, where it's going, but we can definitely do better. Um, The next time you think, you know, everyone's against me, my life is so unfair, think about the people around you and as much as you want to be an ally for others, they want to be an ally for you too. So give them a chance to help you. Don't just assume that they don't get it, that nobody understands, because we do. We get it, and it's not easy to be in this life. It's not easy to be young, no matter what anyone tells you. And so make a change. Stand up for yourself. Don't crumble beneath the pressure. That is what they expect from you. Show them that, you know, I deal with this anxiety, I deal with this mental illness, but it does not control me. This is what I need to do my job well and to get through the rest of the day because I am stronger than my illness. So be the change you want to see. That's all from me this week. I'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye.